I have um, helped literally tens of thousands of people that even had no awareness of what we've been talking about here. They had those awakenings that have led them to experiencing more peace, love, and joy in their daily life. It is your birthright to feel those things. Think about a baby. A baby comes into the world as pure consciousness, as pure love, right? And then, you know, the baby starts learning how to walk, talk, uh, feel, act. And he starts learning from the people who teach him. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to The Pursuit. So excited to have you here today. Today, we have a very, very special guest. I feel so fortunate that we got connected. Uh, I didn't know Mahima personally yet, uh, but man, I got to tell you, our, our conversation before we started recording, you are going to love today's episode. I want to introduce you to Mahima. No, uh, she's Europe's number one self-mastery mentor, a mindset trainer, international best-selling author, award-winning speaker, founder of what's now the Mahima mindset. I know that's evolved over time. And, and we're going to dive into a little bit of her story. Um, but I mean, she's been doing this for a long time, guys. In 1997, her and her team started a personal growth academy, which has now evolved into what it is today. Mahima, thank you for your time. Really looking forward to spending some time together. Absolutely, Ben. I'm just thrilled to be here and meet all of you amazing people. I want to thank you for the work that you're doing in the world, spreading more awareness, consciousness, and love with the work, you know, with your podcast. And I'm sure that translates also into the way you run your business and your relationship. So this is awesome. And I love that there are more young people getting involved in this amazing conversation. So thank you for having me here and thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Um, I want to start because especially here, you know, in North America, we are, I mean, I know you're very, very big name in Europe, uh, but I'm excited for people to get more exposed to you over here. So tell us a little bit about your story and your journey that led to what you now do. Yeah, such as like, it's a long story, because even though I look super young, I just celebrated my 50th um, wow. no birthday. way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was very intentional, like many things have been in my life since uh, what I call the awakening, right? My awakening. Um, I lived a fairly normal life in Zimbabwe. Um, nah, maybe it wasn't normal. Okay. Come to think of it, it probably wasn't normal. Okay. I started with 14 having the opportunity to work for, for one of the top modeling agencies in Zimbabwe. Mm. And I kind of was discovered. And so I went as far as I could go in Zimbabwe with my modeling. Um, you know, Zimbabwe, it was apartheid. Like, I don't know mm. if mm -hmm. you guys know about apartheid, but it's, a, I call it a hate culture. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I was born into that, born in the 70s, right? Born in 1971 into a culture of segregation and separation. So my parents were very heavily involved in the struggle to, you know, to find their dignity, their, you know, to, 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 to find their place in this world because of all of that, um, let's say, tragedy that was happening in Zimbabwe around the time that I was born. So, um, so there are certain things that imprint who we, you know, become as young adults. So stuff that happens in our childhood that causes us to feel, think and act a certain way. 
So I feel like, you know, growing up where, for example, my great grandmother was born in a hut in Africa with no running water or electricity. She lived there her whole adult life until she was like 90 and she still lived in that hut. My grandfather, however, he got out of the hut, traveled to South Africa where he met my grandmother. They got together and made my mom. Now, again, South Africa was rife with segregation and all of this horrible stuff. So I would say that my parents, um, my, my, you know, the way I was brought up, it was all about suffer, suffer, suffer. Everybody was suffering. You know, there was not a lot of money around. And, um, you know, if you, you could get a good education, uh, but, uh, but, um, you weren't expected to do like great things and be, you know, and manifest amazing things. Like that's just not the mentality that I was brought up with, right? With this like, hey, you can do anything, you can achieve anything, go out there and conquer the world and, you know, create your own business and become rich. And like, this was not the way I was taught to think, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't realize any of this. Like I was completely asleep to the fact that I had the software that was running in the background that was basically pushing me towards um, a life that like my mom had or that my grandmother had, right? Which they all had tried their best and, you know, and, and did the best that they could. Um, I was brought up suffer, suffer, suffer. Um, and, and, and that's kind of the mentality. So being able to go to India and have this life changing um, moment where I woke up to the fact that there's more, there's more inside of me than I've been taught at school. There's more than my parents or my teachers or my culture knows about, um, about how I can bring more of my potential out. And I guess the thing that I really, really discovered is that it's not just about mind education. And by that, I mean, you know, when you go to school and you study to IT, you know, and you study um, to be a doctor or you study to be, um, uh, you know, uh, let's say in finance or whatever it is, right? What they don't teach us is how to live in the power of the now, how our belief systems are, are causing us to feel a certain way. They don't teach us how to control our feelings so that we can make better decisions and so that we can create a better life for ourselves. So I feel like the inner work to, to understand why I was creating certain things in my life is what happened when I got to India and started meditating. And how I got there, honestly, was just pure chance. It was not intentional. I did not go, oh, let me go to India. I just, you know, got divorced from my first husband. I was a hot mess. And that was when I started to, you know, realize I needed to explore um, uh, other ways of living. And one of the things I wanted to do was get out of Zimbabwe and see if I could do something out of Zimbabwe. So that's what actually took me to India, was just, I need to get out of Zimbabwe. I need to get out of Africa and see if there's something more that I could be doing with my life, not in Zimbabwe. And I think that's normal. If you come from a small you know, country, a small city, at one point you might feel like, you know, 
is there something more out there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, because I think that a lot of times in life, uh, as you were, you said you weren't necessarily planning to go to India, but sometimes don't you think you're just guided for these next steps that open up doors? Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. We find ourselves in places and there in those places come new opportunities. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I I believe in that completely. Like anyone listening to this podcast right now, um, this could be planting a new seed or opening up a new door. You never know where the, the support is going to come from. But I totally believe like a seed that's planted in the earth and everything is made for that seed to grow. Mm. You know, when we start looking around, we find solutions and we find help and we can get to new places in the areas that we're looking to achieve um, and be more. Yeah. I feel like one of the things I've noticed as I've met more and more successful people like yourself, and certainly a belief I've developed for myself too, is just this idea is that everything is happening for us. And I think the sooner we can learn to adopt that, the less when you're going through personal challenge, you realize, okay, there's some reason behind this, right? So I, um, I know you teach a lot of self-mastery, uh, obviously, and, and I want to hear from you, actually. I'm, I'm curious, how do you define self-mastery? I I define self-mastery as understanding that you came into this world with nothing and you're going to leave with nothing. I define self-mastery as understanding what is that part of you that will, you know, that is here temporarily, Mm -hmm. right? The space between birth and death, Mm -hmm. right? What is the point of you being here and having that unknown space of time because nobody knows. Yeah. Mm. Birth and death. Do you have one day? Do you have 20 years? Do you have 90 years? Nobody knows. Right. So for me, self mastery is the ability to understand, um, the, the, like the very deep topics that most people don't talk about. Like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And what is the point of all of this? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And, 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 and so, yeah, it's exploring, um, it's exploring how you can get the most out of life, right? It's the power of the now. It's mm-hmm. understanding how to bring your attention away from the past, away mm-hmm. from the a future. Right. And I would say traumas of the past, you know, we're very busy with what happened yesterday and what this person said that we didn't like, or what happened that we didn't like, or, you know, mm-hmm. like, we're very busy with that or we're very busy with what we're afraid is going to happen right so we spend a lot of time so for me self-mastery is when you bring your focus into the now Mm. and you're able to see in this moment what you have as opposed to what you don't have you're Mm -hmm. able to experience another aspect of yourself which is not just the thoughts rotating in your head you're able to get in touch with what I personally call the soul, your mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. right? That essence that will one day continue its journey. So yeah, self-mastery is learning about who you truly are. Mm-hmm. I believe we have two purposes in this life. You know, when people ask me about purpose, because I teach purpose, right? What's your purpose? Yeah, mm-hmm. why are you here? I actually put it into two forms and I call one is the purpose of your soul, Mm-hmm. And the other one is the purpose of the body. And these are two different things, right? So we're very much taught to focus on the purpose of the body, 
right? Am I a teacher? Am I a cook? Am I uh, a mentor? Am I a coach? Uh, what, do, what should I be doing with my life, right? Instead of being taught to focus on the first and most important purpose, which is your soul purpose, and mm. your soul purpose is to find your way back to, to your center, to what I call home within yourself, within your heart. Your sole purpose is to be happy for no reason other than I'm alive and I have another day to express myself in this world. Our sole purpose is to try to heal ourselves from the past traumas so that we don't keep creating that in the future, right? Our sole purpose is to learn how to laugh harder, hug deeper and feel just more human and more and, and to own our brilliance. So that's all the work of for me what I call your soul purpose. Let's get let's get started on that work, right? We've been doing a lot of work of I'm a teacher, I'm a doctor, I'm a coach, I'm a this, I'm a that. And we've right. seen that none of that is really giving us the fulfillment that we thought it would, even if you found your true calling. Right. It happens all the time. Look in the world. There's singers, actors, performers who have had the height of the what I call the body purpose. Yes, but they disconnected from their soul purpose. And that's why they haven't that 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 actual body purpose has ended up bringing them down as opposed to really elevating them. Maybe it elevated them temporarily, but because of the lack of connection to their soul purpose, they went down in flames. Not everybody. Again, not everyone, but it happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think too, I think there's, it seems anyways, that there's definitely a much deeper hunger for that today. I feel like a lot of people are starting to seek more answers, ask more questions uh, yeah. about that. And, and certainly I, I've noticed for myself, I mean, I never grew up in a religious or spiritual uh, upbringing, but as I started my own kind of path to self-discovery that, yeah, I mean, those are that question, who am I really? Who actually am I? is is an important one and i think what you're talking about too is the idea of almost i never heard it put that way but you you're almost the sole purpose and then the body is kind of like my inner purpose and then my outer purpose and exactly the outer one can only take you so far without without the inner so how do we go about you know today there's a lot of fear uh in the world there's a lot of division in the world i mean there's a lot going on that's grabbing at people's attention right how do we really go about starting to experience more of that power of now and presence? And yeah, talk to us a bit about that. Okay, thank you, Ben. It's about brutal honesty to yourself. That's mm. how you go about the transformation. It's what like, do you mean? So, you know, a, a lot of us are escaping from taking ownership of how there's only one thing you can truly influence in this life, and that mm. is your thoughts feelings and actions. Mm -hmm. You do not have control over the rest. Like we don't like, you know, we were all going about our business and boom, COVID hit, right? Mm -hmm. We were all going about our business and boom, Trump was president. We were all going about our business and boom, there's a hurricane somewhere. We're all going, so there's many things that are not in our control, but we're very busy with those things. So for me, brutal honesty starts with what can I actually influence? What is actually in my hands? What can I wake up today and transform, change, and enlighten, right? 
And we're taught that that is some external. So we try to control our kids. We try to control the relationships with our employees. We try to control our wives. We try to control, you know, what's going on in the world. And, and it's, it's very, we're very fragmented. Okay. So what we need to do is come back and really be, have that honest conversation with yourself. If you're listening to this is, are you ready to focus inward instead of outward? Are you ready to put the attention on you? get completely out of victim mindset, right? Completely out of victim mindset and and understand that what's happening in the world is really a microcosm of what's happening internally inside of us, right? So when we have when we're when we're raging and sad and depressed and 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 and, and wasting a lot of time on negativity, that's actually why the world looks the way it looks, right? Now, if you could find a way to turn like that, let's say negative focus into positive focus, right? Mm-hmm. So to just flip that switch. So when people ask me, what did you really learn from, you know, your first teacher in India? He taught me how to focus on positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I used to walk around with this was this much negativity was this much in my life. And this was the positive that was happening in my life. And I just flipped that switch. This is the positivity that's happening in my life. And yeah, there is negativity. We can't deny it. No one's asking you to deny it, right? right. But you get more of what you focus on. Mm-hmm. So your focus is like a superpower, mm-hmm. right? So if you're looking at how can I start up leveling my game, it's going to need to start with you being willing to have that conversation where you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, what am I feeling what am I thinking most of the time? Hmm. Yeah. Where does most of my focus and energy go? Do I go to complaining, criticizing, judging, guilt, shame? Um, do I feel jealous, uh, disconnected, out of home? Like, where do I spend most of my time? Right? Hmm. And if it isn't in an elevated state or space, that's what you can control and change starting today. Yes, start. there's no need for you to continue feeling like all you have in your life is just that negative focus, mm-hmm. right? So it's just, so, 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 so it's, it's, it's taking ownership of what you can influence and that's you and deciding to work on you because for most of us, we're not the problem. Yeah. The problem is our kids. If they would be more calm, if our kids weren't so unruly, our lives would be so peaceful. Oh, the problem is my boss. He's, he's an asshole. The problem is the government. The pro- it's always someone else, Ben, and mm-hmm. never, hey, how am I contributing to the madness that has become my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Right. Yeah. And so that's the brutal honesty with oneself is to really say, when I walk into a room, do I elevate the space? Am I bringing lightness? Am I bringing playfulness? Am I being creative? Am I bringing creativity? Am I bringing abundance feeling? Right. Mm-hmm. Or am I bringing the energy down? Right. Be honest right. with yourself. Right. Yeah. Because you can't be elevating the space if you're constantly in a negative vibrational frequency, even yeah. if it's towards yourself. Say, look, oh, I, I love people and I'm respectful. But to yourself, you're just beating yourself up. You're just hating on yourself. You know, mm-hmm. from morning till night, you're just this negative ball inside of you. Right. That's what you're going to bring into a space. 
Mm-hmm. And so even just talking about it, it's like, whoa, right? The energy is so heavy. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, you have the possibility to work on yourself and shift your energy so that you feel lighter, you feel um, more capable, you mm-hmm. feel open, you feel grounded, centered, and all of this can only happen in the power of the now. Mm-hmm. There's no other place. So you don't need to wait for some future date. If you can allow yourself to work with meditation and exercises that bring your focus back into the moment and say, here, just breathe, stop, breathe, and really understand who are you? Who are you? Are you those thoughts? Are you those feelings? Are you, you know, your relationships? And if we were those things, we would have them forever. But the fact that everything comes and goes means that we are not these things. There's something more, right? So these are very deep topics. I hope they're making sense to to your listeners, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, well, they are deep topics. And I I think it's so important, especially the idea of thoughts and feelings of just realizing you're not your thoughts and you're not your feelings. Yes. And I feel like for almost all of us, that's not how we were programmed. That's not what we were taught. And well, it's just that we weren't taught the the truth, right? That that's the reality of it. But yes. this idea, everybody, what Mahima is talking about is that you know you can have a thought and you don't need to identify with the thought. Just because you have it doesn't mean it's true. It's just a thought. You don't have to believe everything you tell yourself. Um, I want I want to know you have shared some things here. <clears throat> I know you talked about meditation, but I want to, and, and this was certainly probably as part of it. But what would some steps be that you would say that for us? Okay. I like the idea. Everything sounds awesome. I don't think I've ever even looked into my higher purpose or my soul purpose. What are some steps I can start taking to step into that, tune into that, uh, and start living that? Join me. Yes, I have a 21-day meditation challenge, which I'm giving as a free gift here, right? Perfect. There's no obligation to anything. You just click the link and start. It's 10 minutes every day that's going to allow you to put new ideas into your mind, allow Mm -hmm. you to breathe and relax. So, you know, it's just, it's just following the the gifts that the universe gives us. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I have um, helped literally tens of thousands of people that even had no awareness of what we've been talking about here. uh, Mm -hmm. Ben, had those awakenings that have led them to experiencing more peace, love, and joy in their daily life. It is your birthright to feel those things. Think about a baby. A baby comes into the world as pure consciousness, as pure Mm -hmm. love, Mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, the baby starts learning how to walk, talk, uh, feel, act, and he starts learning from the people who teach him, right? Mm -hmm. So, In my case, I started to learn a poverty mindset. I started to learn how to be angry all the time because, you know, um, I was not well treated. And so my, my, my family were, were very angry, um, a lot of the time. Understandably so. I mean, they, in their own country, couldn't sit on, sit on certain benches, couldn't go to certain places. 
understandably that this, you know, brought up a lot of freaking anger for them. So I think anger is a vibe in my family that I kind of brought up and was, you know, had to then realize in my later life um, after I started to work on myself that that's not the state that I want to be in all of the time, right? That I want to heal myself and let go and forgive and have a bigger perspective of, of apartheid and all the pain and all the suffering that's caused in the world. I want to have a bigger sense of compassion so that I'm not carrying around that energy with, you know, myself. So, so, so yes, you, you know, with even a simple tool like my 21 day meditation challenge, Mm-hmm. You can start to experience more what I call just simple peace, love and joy, which is your true nature. I'm not teaching you something new. I am reconnect. I reconnect people to the truth that's already inside of them. Right. So the meditations will resonate with you because they're, they're literally just invitations to be more calm to be more centered, to be more loving and generous with yourself and others, right? So, you know, it's not about being perfect because we're not, right? And when you asked me before what self-mastery is, self-mastery is also accepting your um, ugliness and accepting your brilliance. They're both there, but a lot of us are caught up in understanding our ugliness and haven't really quite learned how to truly shine our light and own our brilliance. Yeah. yeah so self mastery yeah. gets you into that place where you're able to let both be present in who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like, oh, I'm not perfect yet. Let me get perfect before I share my brilliance with the world. Right. No, your voice matters. Your thoughts matters. And, you know, finding a way to be of service every day matters. So um, I think uh, for me, meditation is 100% the tool to use, but I want people to forget about meditation. Like, yeah, like people like, oh, I tried meditation, didn't work. I'm like, okay, my love, think about this. Can you breathe? Yes, you can meditate. Can you listen? Yes, you can meditate. Can you uh, love? Yes. You can meditate because it's simply getting to know yourself better. That's it. That's all meditation is. It's about exploring, journeying within yourself and healing and transforming and getting the best you to be able to bring to the world each day. So if you think your family and friends deserve a better version of you, jump on that 21 day meditation challenge and just start you start kicking it. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. We'll, we'll get a link in the notes of the show here for everybody so they can get involved in that. Definitely do. I mean, meditation has, we've talked about it lots on the show. It's completely changed my life uh, in, in such a wonderful way. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I want to talk to you about this idea because I think there's a lot of misconceptions. There's a lot of uh, limiting and mistaken beliefs around this idea, but spirituality and money. I think a lot of people think that, you know, if I'm going to be spiritual, then I can't be focused on money or whatever it might be. But what are your thoughts around spirituality and money? Well, you know, I can just tell my personal story. There was a long time in my spiritual development where Mm -hmm. I would literally dance around saying, I don't care about money. Mm -hmm. I just care about peace. I care about love. I care about joy. And I would just repeat this over and over again. 
And I was so convinced that this is the way, right? And I was manifesting a lot of beautiful things in my life. But then I manifested a bankruptcy. Mm. Because you get more of what you focus on and whatever you declare, you manifest, right? So I don't care about money. I just care about peace. So yeah, I was very good at inner peace. Yeah, but I wasn't good at creating external abundance in my life, right? And so taking bad decisions and not just, you know, me alone, because I was with my husband when all of this happened, right? And um, and so I decided that I was not going to say I don't care about the money anymore. Mm-hmm. I decided that I did care about money and I cared a lot about money. I wanted to have, um, I didn't want to have money problems, so having the money problems and seeing how that was playing out in my life as I, you know, sort of moved into my 40s, that's when I became super clear. For mm. me, money is awesome. I love money. Yeah. Mm. Money loves me and I love it. Mm. Yeah. We're in a love affair together. And, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. and since I have that new mindset, I created more financial abundance in my life. So yeah. even now during COVID, I don't have any problems. Yeah. Because I created that abundance mindset around money. Yeah. And it's, think about it as health. I don't care about inner peace. I don't care about, I, you know, I, I don't care about health. I, you know, I don't care. What are the things that matter to you? Intimacy, relationships, mm-hmm. right? Um, you deserve the very best that life has to offer. Yeah. Yes, that's one of my mantras. I deserve the very best that life has to offer. And I get to define what the very best is, right? Mm-hmm. My version of the very best does not need to be your version of the very best, right? But for me, the very best is waking up and being secure financially and not having to worry, having the freedom to go where I want, do what I want, buy what I want, be with whoever I want and just create my my dreams and, you know, just be free on yeah. that level. So yeah. I wanted to have that. I felt like I've worked so hard on my spiritual development. And by the way, all of the teachers that I admired all had financial freedom. Yes, none of them were living in poverty. None of them were, oh, I meditate, but I don't have anything on the external. And so I suffer a lot because of that lack of integration of my spiritual self with my external self, right? Mm. So one of the things that I didn't, you know, get a chance to say is that, you know, that that bridge between the inner work and the outer work, that's mm-hmm. really where the Mahima mindset and the Own Your Superstar really brings people forward, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just about, hey, get to your yoga mat, have inner peace. It's like, what happens when you stand up from the yoga mat? Have you created a life that is truly in alignment with all of that juiciness, love, peace, and joy that you now know how to experience? And if you haven't, it's because of limiting beliefs, right? So there's a lot of limiting beliefs around money. It is one of the more messy topics, the same way as there's limiting beliefs around religion. There's limiting beliefs around money, around sex. Sex is Mm. a big topic too. Uh, Lifestyle, what's possible, what's not possible, who's able to create what. So these type of limiting beliefs really do hold people back. And so I I burnt all of my limiting beliefs around money. And Mm. most importantly, I didn't do it on my own. I had people hack my system 
Because mm. when I got tired, um, and um, uh, Ben, there was a moment where I was financially dependent on my husband, even mm. after we'd clawed our way back from bankruptcy, right? Um, my um, financial, what was coming in financially each month was literally between one and 3,000 maximum, mm. right? And so when I found myself financially dependent on my husband and I even started to feel some resentment because of that, I was not, I was like, would I, would I even still be with my husband if I wasn't financially dependent on him? Because, you know, we'd been together at that point, 12, 13 years, quite a long time where, you know, problems start occurring in the marriage. And that was a big wake up call for me, uh, Ben, where I, I decided that um, I needed to become a financially independent woman. I need to deal with my financial shit, what I'd created in my life. Okay? <laughs> and so I took all of this spiritual wisdom that I had and started manifesting support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I manifested a business coach that allowed me to grow my business in three and a half years, 3,500%. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. So the most I'd ever been able to create on my own with the business was somewhere around 30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. which, you, you know, you, 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 that doesn't give you financial freedom, right? Definitely that gives not. you financial dependency. Yeah. And with the coach that I um, worked with, which you might know, they're brilliant people, Kane and Alessia Minkus. Mm. They helped me create, um, you know, I could grow the business to seven-figure business, yeah? And we were, just before COVID hit, we were able to reach two million, wow. yeah, two million um, euros with the business. Wow. So, so, you know, I feel like I'm more whole and complete mm. when the areas of my life that I've dealt with, right? I have, you know, like instead of just suffering, suffering financially, I was like, I'm sick of this financial suffering. It's got to change, right? And then I intentionalized that and literally went out there using all of this stuff that I teach people, having fun, being grounded, being playful, but sorting out the shit in your life that needs sorting out, mm-hmm. right? So for someone listening, it could be finances are fine, messy relationships, mm-hmm. messy, toxic relationships, right? That's the sort of thing we help people with, right? Someone else, it could be just like, I am stuck, stuck, stuck in a job that doesn't serve me. It doesn't light up my soul. It doesn't make me happy. But I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I don't know what else would I do. That's a perfect person that we work with, right? So so, so really just getting people to understand you worthy of whatever it is you want to have and you can make it happen. Yeah, I'm living yeah. proof of that, right? Like, you know, leaving school when I was 16 and I had to leave school because, you know, there were certain things happening in my home, um, abuse stuff, and I needed to get out of there um, to be able to create, a, you know, company like I have. It's because I worked on my mindset and I let other people help me. And I was willing to say I'm sick and tired of repeating this story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The story of financial lack. It got old and it got tired and I was done with it. And so I decided to change it. I think it's so amazing. And what you just described is there's so much good in there. So much recipe for success, if you will. One is whatever area you may be struggling in is as Mahima talks about this, everybody is the idea of enough's enough. 
just where you draw the line in the sand and say, I'm sick and tired of this, as you said. And I remember a point in my life where it was money too. I remember making a phone call to a, a very dear family member and I couldn't pay my, I didn't have money for food and I had to call and ask for money. And yeah. I was in tears and I got off the phone and I, that exact moment you just described, I said, enough, that is never going to happen again. Yes. And that moment changed everything when I decided, right? And then the idea of changing the story, rewriting the story, you know, as Mahima was saying, where she was telling herself, I don't care about money. I don't care about money. I mean, I wonder, again, listening, how often we say these things. And I think through meditation, you become a lot more aware, not just during your meditations, but throughout the day of what am I actually telling myself? Yes. And now you can realize, okay, that story no longer serves me. I don't want to hang on to that anymore. But then the next step is to define the new one. And then thirdly is get some support, get some help. I mean, there's amazing coaches, amazing mentors in whatever area you're looking for, right? There's amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, out there. And I'm a big fan of Bob Proctor. You're familiar with Bob? Love it. Love yeah. Bob. Uh, he definitely helped me with his money mantra. Yes. Um, um, I'm so happy and grateful that money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continual basis. And yes. I added while enriching lives. I, added I love it. Right. I'm so happy and grateful that money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continual basis while enriching lives. And actually, it's a funny you mentioned that, Ben, because mm -hmm. exactly the rewrite I did instead mm -hmm. of, you know, oh, I don't care about money. I just care about inner peace. That was actually my rewrite. And I would repeat that. My husband and I would scream it out of the car. You know, we were rewriting our history yes. by speaking different language. And so that Bob Proctor um, quote just really was a very essential part of our transformation into this new, you know, and more um, abundant financial life that we find ourselves in. Incredible. And I think your story is so great of one of bankruptcy, financial struggle to financial abundance. And just like you say, well, if you can do that, I mean, all of us can do that. Anybody can do that. We're all, we're all the same at the source. We're all the same at the core, right? We're different on the outside, but we're all the same on the inside. And we just got to get tuned into more of who we are. Exactly. And we just got to own, well, I call it, I, I hope I can say this, own your shit. Mm. To own your brilliance, you need mm. to own your shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. and that like for me, that's like what you said, you're saying, I'm done with this. Mm -hmm. I cannot do this anymore. And it's not fair on myself and it's not fair on anyone else in my life. You know, and whether that 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 uh, S.H.I.D. is, you know, toxic relationship or mm -hmm. toxic relationship with money or, you know, or uh, bad habits that are causing you to take five steps back and one forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, with food, with with um, health, you know, a lot of us no need to get to that point where we just like, you know, and enough is enough. But a decision has to be made. There's mm -hmm. it's not enough to just say it. It's like it has to be a decision is like, I'm so done with this. And then you start looking for opportunities. You cannot get yourself out of that mess. If you're listening to this, just know this with everything intentional. You know, I'm not trying to sell anyone anything or get anyone to believe anything I'm saying. I'm just telling my story. Mm -hmm. There is no way I could have fixed that financial mess on my own. 
Mm-hmm. No way, not in a million years, because I would be using the same software that got me into the mess in the first place, yeah. right? So I needed a new way of thinking. I needed a new way of seeing, a new way of operating. I needed someone to see more in me and give me tools and systems to hack that more out, Yeah. right? And that's yeah. why I was able to do all of that. And because I guess I had the foundation of the mindset work, Mm-hmm. That was my advantage that, you know, I know how to be coached. Yeah. Um, if you're a coach, that should be one of your top priorities to be a good student. Right. Sure. And so if you have the great fortune to invest in yourself and, you know, you're getting coached, it's not easy. It is not easy to change those limiting beliefs and to reach that new level. Um, because I think a lot of people think, you know, change is just sexy. It just feels like, yeah, yeah. And I started growing my business, you know, 3,500% in three years. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I needed to change inside of myself, you know, what I needed to let go inside of myself in order to step into that new version of me. That's where the help was so crucial because on my own, I wouldn't have had the courage to do some of the things that, you know, my coaches were telling me to do. Yeah. Right? Um, I would have just been like, can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, yeah. It's a nice idea, but how, how am I going to do it? Right. Yeah. Uh, so having that support and having step by step by step strategies to actually be able to just step into it and keep doing it. This is really what you want to find. So if you find someone who can help you, l- let them really help you, right? Yeah. Like get step by step from them. What do I do next? Tell me the very next step. Yeah. Like, uh, so if you do have a coach and you feel you're not getting the results, start to go by step by step, right? Stop looking at the bigger picture and start looking at the very next step. Yeah, I think that's so important. Just the idea of really looking at the next step and then realizing that if you want to go faster and you want to get things that you want, that, man, I think some people are hung up on the idea. I have to do everything on myself or everything by myself, which is, again, such a limiting belief. I remember years ago when I was learning to play guitar and I was an okay guitarist and I was so proud when I was young that nobody taught me, you know, I learned it all myself. And then I realized as I got older, I thought, wow, if I would have got some lessons, if I would have had somebody help me, I could have been such a better guitarist so much faster. And just, again, the idea of sometimes we get in our own way. Right. So, um, Mahima, let's, I know people are going to want to connect. We're going to have the link for the 21 day meditation challenge. Where can people find out more from you with you? Where can they connect with you? Okay. Join me on the Mahima mindset. That is on uh, the, that's the social, sorry, social, the Instagram. Yeah. And the Mahima mindset is on Facebook. I would love it if you go over and like us over there. Um, Mahima mindset is my Instagram handle. And if you feel like you're more into reading, then check out my um, book, the inner peace formula. Mm. Right. And it's, it's, it's um, also under the title of a rebel's guide to inner peace. But I think the inner peace formula is easier to remember it's a formula for inner peace. And there I share three steps on how to be in radical yes to your inner peace, right? Because that's something that we all need to just really take the time to understand it's worth investing in, right? Mm-hmm. It's investing time, effort, and energy to, to feel comfortable in your own skin. 
you're going to be with yourself 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days of the year. Whatever is happening in life, you're the one common denominator. You're there all the time. So what I say to people is why not invest time to learn how to truly feel comfortable in your own skin, how to love yourself unconditionally and how to be your own best champion, right? Um, for, for, for the goodness that you want to do in the world and, you know, your legacy and what you want to create. Of course, it's wonderful to have people championing us and respecting us and loving us. But I can tell you personally, that didn't start happening until I gave that to myself. Yeah. When I could really step into my own self empowerment and really respect myself, really honor myself, really trust myself. That's when I was able to start having that just feedback to me all the time. Hmm. That's so great. Well, you heard it. You can connect with her there, the different platforms, get the book, learn a little bit more. And I think this idea of uh, what you just said, you're going to be with yourself 24 seven, 365 days a year. Well, there you go, everybody, you know, connect with Mahima, learn a little bit more. And I love what you talked about is, Hey, 24 seven, 365 days a year, you're going to be with yourself. You might as well learn how to have the best relationship with self, right? Uh, That's for sure. So just in closing, I want to talk to you about this idea. There's, so closing remarks from you, but there's a lot of people at the time of the recording, the pandemic's still going on, you know, depending where you're living, different degrees. But I think there's a lot of people that are just saying, I'm just trying to get by, uh, you know, I'm just want to make it through. And, and maybe you could just close on this idea. What kind of thoughts do you have? How do you move from just survive to really start to thrive no matter what's going on on the outside? Is to understand how limited your time is here on this planet. You know, and I think the pandemic, more than anything it's showing us, is how fragile and precious life actually is, Mm. right? So we could live in our inertia of, yeah, we have time and we have time. And and now the pandemic has shown us, you do not know. This could be over in a heartbeat, right? So I just want you to be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself, be respectful to yourself, but also give yourself permission to live each day to the fullest, whatever you're doing, Mm. right? You deserve that and you're worthy of that. Because I know that when I wasn't, um, you know, when I got stuck somewhere along the way and I always put my 40th birthday as that place where I felt like things got sticky for me, Mm -hmm. I kept sort of thinking to myself, like if I would be leaving my body, how would I feel about myself? Yeah. Have I done all that I can do? Do I feel like I would leave peacefully and like, you know what? I got out my potential. I I know that I didn't let myself down. I played the biggest game that I can play. And so I feel proud. And I had times in my life where I felt that, but that time wasn't one of those times. And that's when I had to say, well, listen, I need to change that. Yeah, because, you know, I think it's important for you to to be honest with yourself. And as this could be over in any second, you you want to, you know, you want to you want to leave saying, you know, I played I played the game. I played yeah, the game. Yeah. I lived. I lived. Right. Um, I, I put my heart and soul into each moment. And I gave my best. I gave my best to my kids. I gave my best to myself. I gave my best to my job. You know, I I just gave all that I could give. 
right? And so therefore, it doesn't mean that you cannot grow, you cannot give more, but you were living, you were living. And so that's for me what I would love people to just think about. Just think about how fragile life is. And if you can flip that switch, you can start thriving immediately. Yeah. So for me, change is not something that happens in the distant future. Change happens today. Now, the willingness to hear these words, let them illuminate your heart and just make a decision. You deserve an extraordinary life. And that life can start today just by deciding to let go of negativity, let go of anger, let go of blame, let go of all those negative things and just embrace your peace, embrace your love, embrace the moment and give yourself the gift of being you mm-hmm. and just being more kind and loving to yourself. How perfect. Just go and live. I, yes. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, I'm so thankful we got connected. I love the work that you're doing. I love the message you're sharing. And I know you've changed a lot of lives, tens of thousands of people that have gone through your programs and more. And, and I'm excited that, uh, through this, this connection here too, that we'll be able to introduce you to more people and continue doing the work. You're doing some great work and and I appreciate you a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much. I appreciate you too. And this has been epic. I loved every minute of it. And I'm excited to hopefully meet some of your amazing people on the other end of the 21 day meditation challenge. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll, we'll get you connected in there. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening as always. Hey, if you're new to the show, please click subscribe, share this with three people, get the message out there, tag Mahima and myself on social media as you're sharing it. And we appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all soon. Bye everyone.